Hi everyone, just a content warning at 2220 we begin talking about Negan, the character, and have a brief discussion about sexual violence, so if that's not something you want to hear, feel free to skip ahead to 3050. Thank you, it's not too intense, but just in case, uh, enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Commander Theory Podcast. I'm Nick Beatman, and I'm here with my friend, Zach Mack. Hey, hello, everyone. We also have with us a special guest, friend of the show, and CAG member, Charlotte Sable. Hey, good to be back. Yes, thank you for joining us. Uh, we've had a roller coaster of a week. Yes, oh my mm-hmm. God. <laughs> uh, so there's going to yeah. be a, a lot to talk about today. On Monday, we received some very interesting news uh, about the latest secret layer drop. So this is a crossover product. It's going to be characters from the hit AMC show, The Walking Dead, uh, in the form of Magic the Gathering cards. They are mechanically unique cards that'll be legal in eternal formats. They're black bordered, and they're only available via pre-order from October 4th to 12th on secretlayer.wizards.com for $49.99 USD. Uh, notably, secret layer drops are unavailable in certain countries, like for example, Brazil, and people who live in these countries will not have the opportunity to purchase them directly. This is a, a landmark product for a couple of reasons. It's the first instance of characters from other IPs being printed on cards legal in tournament formats. And it's not only is it that new thing, but it's also um, the first time in in decades that uh, mechanically unique cards have been available solely um, yeah. through this type of distribution. Yeah. We're not going to focus on that. Now, you've definitely, if you're listening to this podcast, and, and Charlotte knows this very well too, know mm-hmm. all about that. So what we're going to talk about is uh, Charlotte's here to talk about the RC's decision, and we'll kind of talk about where we go from here, more or less. Yeah, I just want to set the stage a little bit more. Like, you're probably aware of this. The community has not responded to this news in a very positive manner. Mm-hmm. And some people called upon the rules committee to ban these cards preemptively so that there's no incentive for people to run out and buy them and support this model that that people are, are very displeased with. But yeah, Charlotte, if you want to go ahead and, and talk about the rules committee's response and their the decision that was made, um, I'm really happy to to hear your behind the scenes info. Yeah, sounds good. So the the basic thing is the rules committee has decided that they're not going to ban the the cards from this set. Obviously, there was there has been a lot of outcry against these cards and a lot of anger and feelings of betrayal from wizards, feeling that wizards is like trying to directly take advantage of the commander community. You know, a lot of passion, a lot of feelings, a lot of people that care a whole lot. And that has completely been heard by the Rules Committee. The Rules Committee is was specific to say in their statement that it doesn't necessarily reflect an endorsement of these cards. Mm, uh, yeah. Just because, like, like it, it, this isn't a black or white situation of either licking Wizards' boots or banning the cards, right? There's shades of gray here and shades of trying to be diplomatic and... 
be able to work with wizards and, you know, try to affect some actual real change rather than being aggressive and burning bridges and whatnot. Also, three major concerns were pulled out towards the uh, cards, and the RC addressed all of them. The first one is the availability, as was discussed. Yeah, just the fact that people aren't easily yeah. going to be able to acquire these cards. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah, like the limited, the limited time frame for direct sales, the geographic availability, and just the the sort of predatory FOMO model, and. Yeah. It's definitely a concern, but also Commander, it's not like a tournament format. It's not a format like Standard or Legacy or whatever, where you need to be able to get all the cards reasonably to be able to compete because, you know, Commander isn't a competition. Commander's a game. It's a way to have fun. And ideally, you should be able to have fun playing Commander, even if you can't acquire some specific cards. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy to see that um of the ones we've seen so far and and not all of them have been spoiled at this point. They're going to show the full set this evening in about 12 hours. But of the one of the five cards we've seen so far, none of them seem like they're going to be mana crypt type format no, staples. There certainly are a couple of strong cards, but yeah. The RC talked about explaining a ban on card availability down the road if someone say happened to pick one of these cards up from their LGS, you know, as a single, uh, and then find out they couldn't use it because of availability issues, and then it's like, well, yeah, but I'm never going to be able to get a Gaia's Cradle, you know, or a Mana Crypt mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. It's, it's, yeah. it, there's issues with that, which is understandable. Um, and, you know, people should generally be able to play the cards they own, and even if these cards aren't being produced and sold in a super ethical way by wizards that's an issue that people should take up with wizards and it's not something that falls on the rc to necessarily address themselves yeah it would also be a little bit of a bait and switch on uh the people who are say walking dead fans they've never played magic before this is like an introductory product for them and then mm-hmm. they in- immediately find out, oh, these are all banned in the most popular format. Like yeah. it's it's good for Commander if we're getting people from outside Magic into the game, yeah. and yeah. we we don't want to like sort of destroy right. that opportunity. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like getting new people into Magic is good. Um, and like and also just. You know, just just like I said, just flat out banning these cards is very aggressive. It would burn bridges between the rules committee and wizards. And a lot of the rules committee members have long standing personal relationships with many people inside wizards. And they mm-hmm. feel that it's much better served to leverage those relationships and have meaningful conversations with wizards about why these sorts of cards are problematic rather than taking aggressive action in banning them at the moment yeah and i i want to say something too that like this is very consistent with how the rules committee has ruled in the past and that that makes me really happy like fans of the show know that i don't agree with like every decision the rules committee has ever made but i do want i would prefer them to be consistent and to follow through with what they believe and what they say i was kind of happy when i saw the announcement it really shouldn't fall on the rules committee's shoulders every time wizards messes up 
to yeah. kind of pick up the pieces because especially uh, some something that Aaron Forsyth said in like a Twitch stream that they did on the weekly MTG was that we probably will see more of this type of product in the future. And if every time we see one of these products, the rules committee is going to have to like step up and ban the cards or like anytime yeah. something predatory happens, like it's going to fall on their shoulders. Like that's more of an institutional problem that the RC would be treating as opposed to solving it at the source, which is what the community kind of deserves. <laughs> like that, that's really yeah, what, exactly. what needs to happen uh, as opposed to like letting wizards feel like it's okay to continue these kind of predatory FOMO models and yeah. just like, Oh, the community will deal with it. Cause that, that I think mm-hmm. is a, uh, going to lead to a worse place down the road. I, th- I think having people realize that like treating the symptoms does not solve the problem is something mm-hmm. important with this uh, with this announcement. Something that I think has been glossed over a, a a lot in these discussions is that like yeah the rules committee like they take care of the format and they're uh, in a lot of ways like obviously the arbiters of the format arbiters of the ban list but uh, they can't fix magic because they don't no. make magic. Right. So if if the people making magic keep uh, getting a free pass because the responsibility is pushed onto the rules committee. That's just going to make magic worse, right, exactly. not just for commander, but for everyone, for every right. competitive format. But for, yeah, but, yeah. Right. But like if everyone who has been expressing anger towards the RC about this decision had taken the time to write an email to wizards. Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm sure it would have had, a, it would have much more effect than just, you know, yelling into the void on discord sort of thing actually you're making me want to i think i think i might look up as we're doing this show because uh one of the things is that uh mark rosewater and a lot of r&d tend to be the the face of magic because they love the game they they love the players they love making the game they want to make the game as good as it can be but decisions like this for the walking dead secret layer they don't have any say in how that's distributed or you know like that that's not something they're doing so what ends up happening is because they're the face they get flooded with emails and uh, twitter and tumblr messages whatever it is whatever platform they're on so i think what i'm might do in this episode is actually find a link to like wizards marketing or brand and so people can brand or even specifically like the secret layer team sort of thing Mm -hmm. exactly just find a more positive outlet for people to distribute their their frustrations what one point that people have brought up that i do agree with though is that like any other like games company of a similar size to wizards has a pr team and wizards apparently doesn't i've noticed that they have like um social media teams and they have um like an outreach team and a brand team but they don't like you said have like a uh pr team in the traditional sense yeah which could be a good thing i mean it's like one less uh filter in between us and the people making the game Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's nice that we do have access to the people that make the game but considering like the culture at wizards i don't think that would change even if they did get a pr a specific pr team because you know those people have to get stuff they say you know approved anyway so it's not it's going to make a difference, but like, that's not the issue at hand now, but it is something that, you know, I think would be more helpful for handling these situations. Certainly wizards is not always the best at messaging 
which can lead to situations like this. Like when they initially announced that secret layers were coming, they specified that it was entirely about art and they didn't yeah. really intimate that it could involve like, mechanically unique cards. Yeah, it didn't like again, I've gone back in the past week and reread a lot of the initial announcements for secret layers. And while they don't specifically say anywhere that it's reprint only, they do put an emphasis on new art, which implies reprint only. Mm -hmm. At yeah. least for the Secret Layer Drop series, right? And this is this is a different thing. This is Secret Layer X: The Walking Dead, which technically isn't a Secret Layer Drop, right? But you know, it's still like the fact that they didn't announce, you know, a Secret Layer X series sort of thing before they announced this is not super great. Um, but yeah, but anyway, moving back to the uh, RC's statement, they also go on to talk about how people have complained about the flavor aspect, that this is a non-magic IP that they don't feel necessarily meshes well with magic's feel and universe. And while people do understand that, you know how many how many per people out there haven't at some point wished that they could have some other uh, franchise or whatever that they like within Magic. We have some people on our Discord server that were very hyped over the possibility of a Warhammer 40k. Yeah, yeah like Warhammer 40k. Uh, you know, take any sort of fantasy or fantasy adjacent series, or even any sort of you know, like in the case of a Walking Dead, take any sort of like quasi-apocalyptic thing and that could fit well within magic 2 mm -hmm. i mean i i personally feel that walking dead isn't a great fit in that it's you know a little too modern and a little too real but beyond yeah. that i i mean I, I, never... I agree with you too there i think that the the modernity of it all like the fact that they had to be really careful not to put any guns on the art and stuff like that yeah exactly and i mean at the same time i mean people some people also mention oh well this is basically the same as portal three kingdoms or arabian nights just with you know 1500 years less in between and i mean that's technically correct but at the same time those stories are have basically you know have basically reached sort of folklore sort of status anyway right so no no i mean i i get it but i feel that there's a difference with between those and current pop culture thing you know i'm, I'm kind of on the opposite side of this issue i actually <laughs> think it's a a good thing that magic is exploring um a sort of different genres because I think that there are some people out there that are never going to play a fantasy game. And yeah. th and like it is a huge investment for Wizards every time they do like a full standard legal expansion. Um yeah. it's it's a it needs to be something that will sell and allow them to recoup their investment of time and resources. Um sure. So so I see this as like not only Wizards exploring like this crossover IP but also exploring the possibility of non-fantasy magic cards. Mm, yeah. Because, I, I like, you know, secret layers are really easy for them to put out. They don't need a lot of development resources. This might be uh, signaling that they're going to use these secret layers to test the waters and and experiment with, with other genres using the same basic magic rules. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, just to 
to riff on that, like I think that point is totally valid. I think that branching magic out to reach a wider audience isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I think the argument to ban this from immersion uh, is not like even though like obviously me and Charlotte don't like the Walking Dead crossover this time. Like if someone sits down with uh, a Glenn across from me, it's my whole night of magic isn't going to be ruined. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like that's yeah. that's not going to be the worst thing ever. I think if you're listening at home, the conversation has become so much about the distribution and how bad that model is that it's been hard to talk about the actual like ramifications like Nick is talking about right here where like mm-hmm. just just because the model of distribution is so bad doesn't mean that there isn't good things that right. could come of this. Yeah. So I mean, I I've certainly come I've certainly come around on this point myself like I'm not super not keen on unique cards in yeah. you know in limited production but I certainly appreciate that they're making interesting things for you know smaller audiences that wouldn't necessarily get wide acceptance right like yeah mm-hmm. you know I doubt they could you know send you know 25 secret layer you know walking deads to every LGS and have them sell reasonably yeah right? exactly like yeah, or like it's it's not feasible at all for them to have a Walking Dead standard legal expansion. Yeah, right. Yeah, or to, or to make a separate Walking Dead game, which has its own issues, and yeah, and I mean, and again, like you know, licensed. I mean, if if anyone's been around and played other, uh, you know, trading card games, licensed card trading card games are usually not super great and they have the issue of you know those properties ends licenses expire you know the rights holders uh you know change their mind about direction and disagree with the game producers and yada 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 you know Mm -hmm. but yeah so i mean there's problems with like yeah so obviously like making a separate walking dead card game is not in the cards basically yeah Um, yeah (laughs) But yeah, I I am excited by the possibility that magic could be more than just the fantasy multiverse that we've seen so far. Because there are things that are like a non-starter, and they've said this many times in in normal magic, like guns, for example. Like every time they talk about a Wild West set, it's like, well, problem is like you know guns don't really work. We might have to like make them spell slingers instead, or like people bring up portal second age and they're like oh we don't yeah. do that anymore yeah i'm looking at the all the portal second age cards right now just it it's yeah it's great I, I like it but i understand why they don't like it yeah. <laughs> interestingly though they just reprinted one of those ones with the gun on it on the list so oh yeah <laughs> oh saw that. that's so funny but yeah. but i'll come out and say it uh guns are cool as hell <laughs> and if we could get <laughs> guns into magic in a way that doesn't like violate the integrity of the fantasy uh, like milieu uh that yeah. would be great uh, yeah. or like, like space the convergence mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like honestly i pr- I personally probably would have been okay with some form of like energy gun in mm-hmm. like kaladesh or something you know because it is a higher tech world mm-hmm. right yeah like some sort of like ether gun sort of thing yeah kaladesh actually you bringing that up is something that i would was going to mention is that like because we have a world like Kaladesh or Mirrodin, which are like very artifact focused, like very kind of apart from normal magic, very machiney. I, I yeah. don't think it's that weird uh, to like have a Warhammer 40k crossover one day because like space orcs are awesome. Like like yeah. there's like a lot of there's a lot of 
cool IPs that Magic and Wizards tried to do this in the 90s. They had the, the Hercules game. I can't remember what the the base game was called, but basically they had cards that the idea was that you can play your different IPs versus each other. And there was a plan to... They had Hercules and they had the, like the 90s TV show, the really campy, cheesy one. Yeah. yeah. And um, someone listening might be able to tell me, but like I remember going to my like local Wizards of the Coast store in the 90s <laughs> and and seeing people play like Hercules versus whatever it was. And there was a plan to have like the Simpsons and like a bunch of yeah. different IPs. So what this really seems like to me is Wizards uh, realizing that instead of just starting a whole new game series... Uh, and if you don't like the fall drop of My Little mm-hmm. Pony or or Harry Potter or something like that, then you then the, it just flops. Like, what if we do these like the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. secret layer, or maybe not secret layer, but you know what I mean, like crossover mm-hmm. type thing? So I ah, uh, I, I just sorry, I just looked it up. It was called the Arc System. Arc System, yeah, yeah. yeah it was apparently uh, let let it. The ones that they actually put out in that system were Hercules, Xena, and C twenty three, which I'm not familiar with. It was a it, based so on a C twenty three. Yeah, it was it was a, based on a comic, but that that one was actually Wizards IP. Like they paid a guy to yeah um, Jim Lee. Write it. Yeah, 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 yeah. This to me seems like the Arc system, but also I like have been playing for a long time and kind of I've seen wizards i think a lot of us especially on the rules committee have seen wizards uh decisions over the years and like different uh Mm -hmm. product lines and stuff so i think taking the good with the bad like what what does this mean for magic going forward like yeah obviously the secret layer drop version of this is not a good distribution model but hopefully we can help them find a distribution model better models yeah exactly where where you can get people who like the walking dead into magic without alienating (laughs) A yeah, massive exactly. amount of the player base. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the third concern, which is actually, to me, the one I really still have, was about uh, Negan as a character, who is, and content warning for anyone out there, there's uh, some heavy, possibly traumatic subjects about to be talked about, so be warned. Um, yeah, so... Negan, while not necessarily an out-and-out rapist, is certainly someone who uh, uses very heavily coercive tactics to basically force uh, women to be his wives and, uh, you know, force them into sex that they basically rather not have just so that they can get, you know, various resources that they need to live. Like, I think in the case of one character, it was literally like so that she could have insulin and not die sort of thing yeah. so I, I have not personally watched the walking dead but i have no friends who I, have, i've i've and, read up on this in the last week and it's like yeah. yeah but like even even with my limited knowledge like i read the first whatever they called it the first omnibus collection of the walking dead comics which is like the mm-hmm. first you know i think 50 ish issues Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like even just from that, I and watching like I think the first season of Walking Dead, and just it's yeah, I, I knew Negan was not a good character, and was very like e, and like especially considering uh, all the hubbub that went down earlier this year with the banning of you know problematic cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really shocked that this card is seeing print of this character, right? 
And I understand, like by the time that all happened, these cards were probably well into development, and there were, you know, obviously with, uh, you know, another company's IP, there are licensing agreements and agreements that you know can't necessarily be changed or backed out of very easily, mm-hmm. which is I think also the reason that these cards are black border from. What I have heard from various people is that it, that was basically an insistence from like the AMC side mm-hmm. that these cards yeah. needed to be just magic cards. They're, they can't be silver border. They can't have the Godzilla treatment on them. They just have yeah. to be the character itself with nothing else sort of about it. Um, but yeah, so like... I mean, I'm concerned about Negan. Um, the RC did say that they were looking into the Negan situation more after the uh, statement went out. They haven't made a further statement yet at this point as of recording time, which is on the afternoon of the 4th of October. Uh, but if they do make one, I guess you guys can put an addendum on it. Yeah, um, we can mention it yeah. somewhere. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So that that's my main concern. I'm still very concerned about Negan as a card yeah. being on a character because we have heard from several people who have gone through similar trauma that this is something that is likely to trigger them, that they're likely to be very uncomfortable playing against and possibly needing to not participate in a game if this card is seeing play. And one major argument that people are having against this thing is that, well, compared to like Yawgmoth or, you know, Bolas or whoever, he's, you know, he's not that bad of a villain. And like, sure, but like Bolas and Yawgmoth are like, you know, comic book supervillains, right? They're big, giant world domination plan sort of villains. They don't, those people don't exist in the real world. Yeah, you don't there have a are... wall of bubblegum like plotting to overthrow the multiverse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas there are people like Negan in my neighborhood. There are people like Negan in your neighborhood. You know, you probably know <laughs> someone who, even if you don't know it on the surface, is doing these sorts of things to the people in their lives. And that's just <laughs> a little too close to reality for a lot of these people that have been victims of this sort of abuse in the past. So... I want to say too, like magic has been doing a better job of reaching out and uh, kind of branching out through demographics, but it is very true that like a lot of magic players are still like cis hetero, like white dudes and sexual violence does happen to this demographic. Like I myself am a cis hetero white dude, but I think it's easy to forget how common it is. And I guarantee you that if you're listening to this podcast and you have contact with more than just one human a day, you're not like on the space station, someone in your life has experienced trauma of some sort of some varying degree. I mean, that's terrible and it's sad, but it's kind of the reality of the situation. So I kind of urge people to turn the conversation away from like, what's worse, genocide or sexual violence or sexual abuse and turn the conversation more towards listening to like survivors and talking about what makes the community a better place because arguing the merits of like, Oh, what's worse or like what is an acceptable amount of triggering in like someone's like fantasy IP. That's not a productive conversation to have. I just want people to, when they're talking about Negan, just realize that it, it is a lot closer to home, especially in like a modern IP like this. So 
dismissing it as like like a snowflake thing or something like that is kind of ignoring the fact that this is a problem and maybe one day we won't have this problem as much in the like the society we live in the communities we live in and in that case like we can look at negan in the same way that we look at like other villains but for now i think we have to be respectful of people's like lived experiences and traumas and uh realize that healing takes a long time I'm trying, yeah, what really, well, what, what really hit it home for me, mm-hmm. like the difference between Negan and Yogmoth, is like Yogmoth. Yeah, he committed genocide. There's like a race of dwarves or something that no longer exists because of him. But Yogmoth can't be used as a weapon against another player. There you go. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas like Negan could. Yeah, you could. You could like see someone across the table, point to Negan, and be like, you know, my commander did this and this and this and, yeah. and now he's and now he's gonna win <laughs> yeah i i actually like, do like, think that's the point i'm trying to get home yeah, is, yeah like yeah. like that's the situation that is just like abhorrent to me the yeah. idea that that could happen that's really what people are talking about like the the idea that it's just like someone sees the card and triggered like it's it's no it's the fact that like this character and these circumstances can be weaponized can be uh take mm-hmm. an f and m or a uh, night at the local game store or whatever it is and turn it into a painful experience. That's mm-hmm. not something that magic no. needs. It's much more than just someone getting triggered or something like that. It's the fact that this is kind of the closest magic has ever come to like really bringing home personal trauma. So that, that yeah. I think is the point that people need to focus on more so than like is, yeah. is sexual violence bad. <laughs> Or something yeah. like that, or like what is an acceptable amount of violence in a in mm-hmm. a in a game. So that's that's uh kind of where I stand on also, Negan. Also, not to mention the fact that the magic community as a whole still hasn't adequately addressed the fact that there are, you know, sexual predators, sexual manipulators in the community itself. Of and course, yeah. Any and any time accusations of that come up against people a lot of the people making those accusations aren't believed and are shunned and like mm-hmm. yeah like we're like maybe maybe if we'd gotten past that maybe if the community had like you know purged itself of that sort of nonsense then maybe we could talk about you know putting Negan on a magic card but like as yeah. it stands right now I don't think it's an appropriate thing to have in the game considering the fact that people that do similar things might see the card and also consider it as condoning their behavior basically too Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I guess uh we talked about it a little bit, but what what should we do if someone's listening? What do we do now? <laughs> like uh Obviously, like availability is a always something that people are going to talk about in Commander. We we mm-hmm. talked about Negan. We talked about crossovers. Like, what is what is it that we can do as players? You think to move forward with this? Uh, well, if you still feel very strongly against these cards, then please don't take it out on me or Nick or Zach or other members <laughs> of the CAG or RC. Like, it's not our fault. We didn't do this. We didn't make. We didn't print. Decide to print these cards and put them directly into Commander. Charlotte, how dare you design the secret yes. layer drop? Yes. How oh, dare? God. How how, how dare? dare. <laughs> yeah. And like it again. 
a lot of people feel powerless against wizards, which, you know, is fair. They're a giant multi-billion dollar corporation and, mm-hmm. you know, we're just, you know, a, a person who buys cardboard, right? Like, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, like, you, you still have a voice and if enough voices speak out together, you know, then change can happen. So, like, contact wizards, contact, you know... Or tell your like if you if you go to a larger local game store if your local game store you know is is sells a lot of product and stuff then maybe have them you know talk to their WPN reps or whatever if you're on good terms with the owner or if you are the owner of a local game store you know talk to the people you know inside Wizards even if it's in different departments and tell them that this is not good. I mean secret layers are already bad for local game stores in that it's taking money that should be going through those means to, and bypassing them, right? But like mm-hmm. this is like and again like this with the fear of missing out with unique cards it's going to make even more money bypass the local game store economy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just like, you know, content wiz- wizards are the ones that did this, not the RC. The RC yeah. is on the player's side even be- mm-hmm. just because they didn't decide to ban these cards doesn't mean they're not on the R- they're not on the player's side like yeah. You know, they're just taking a slightly different more diplomatic approach and having direct conversations with the people they know at wizards and you know. Yeah. And then it's you hard. should do the same and add your voice to that. And like, yeah, like, I mean, I don't think even in all of this, I've seen even something as simple as like a change.org petition or anything against these, like, and you'd think someone would have made one at this point. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I'd also say is like, if you're unhappy about this, you can vote with your dollars. Just don't yeah. buy the secret layer. Don't give in to the FOMO. I've seen yeah. a lot of people... Uh, and and even like organized commander play groups be very very supportive of the idea of proxying these cards yeah because some of them yeah. you know there there might be a reason you want to play with them or put them in your decks if you have like a human tribal list then yeah. rick kind of just slots right in there there are many ways to play with these cards that don't involve supporting the business practices surrounding yeah. them like yeah just don't support uh like, don't support secret layers at all, you know, until they change these practices. Spend your money where you play Magic. Spend it at your local game store, you know. Buy singles. That doesn't send money to Wizards. Or, you know, I mean, sure, there's there's certain things that people are going to need to buy. But, like, buy the ones that actually go to your local game store, like the Commander Collection or the Commander Legends or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, don't, yeah. you know... Put the money into your local economy and yes then they support wizards but you know to be fair wizards gets a small amount of the money that you spend on a booster pack right because if you spend say you know four dollars on a booster pack at your lgs probably about a dollar of that like 75 cents to a dollar of that is going to your lgs and then another dollar to dollar and a half of that is going to the distributor and then only maybe half of what you spent on that booster pack goes back to wizards right and then out Mm -hmm. of that there's shipping costs printing costs production costs right like 
you know, you're paying the people who are making the game, right? The profits, I imagine, on a booster pack through an LGS are pretty minuscule, right? Like when you take out the the, the staff costs and everything. So mm-hmm. it takes a lot to make a set. You're, you have to commission like 400 pieces of art. You yeah. have to pay, you know, a couple dozen designers and play testers and templators and editors and... Mm-hmm. Which, which I would argue designers is, and yada, 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 yada. And, and I would still argue that that's not enough people to like, I, I've had this view for a long time that like, with, which is true of most companies, like Wizards has really been skirting that edge of how many people like work on a set and, and like they do a great job. Like the cards will look great and like the limited sets lately have been like incredibly fun. Like I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. limited the last year or two. But, oh yeah, uh, like Zendikar Rising Limited is super sweet. Yeah, barring any other uh, debatable topics that we're going to avoid in this episode, because mm-hmm. that's not yeah. formats we care about. But um, like the, the people in the R and D at Wizards has been, they work hard and they make a product that they uh, really hope that we will like and enjoy and share with our friends, and has like helped and like supported. Uh, friendships mm-hmm. and just relationships and gatherings in general in all of our lives so being vocal with wizards and supporting what you like and what you don't like like that kind of voting with your dollars idea um really really remember that this time like the fomo i know i know it's there everybody i know i like i can see i know investment wise this is going to be a good investment but just just don't just don't do mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I, I understand. I know what you're seeing. We're all seeing it. We, we all understand, but, uh, it's, if, if you feel strongly about this product, then you really do literally need to put your money where yeah. your mouth is. And but, but also, also, if you want a good investment for $50, buy some of the box topper fetch lands that are out there now. Cause they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're at the lowest price ever. Buy the battle, like buy the battle bond lands from the box toppers. Like, oh yeah, they're so cheap right now. Right now, literally, the the non foil box topper battle bond lands are cheaper than most of the battle bond printings. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's really insane. So if you're listening to this, yeah, yeah. go ham. Like, if, if you really feel like you need like. to make an investment, invest in real magic cards from real booster packs, and put those away, and you'll probably get the same return on investment in a year or two. Right, mm-hmm. like, yeah, and you'll have more fun because, like, uh, you don't need to find some deck to slot, uh, like, any of these cards into. You can just, yeah. yeah I guarantee you, you have a, a deck that probably needs like an arid mesa, or like or, a misty rainforester, or, or one of the battlelands. Yeah, yeah exactly. or like a, a celestial colonnade, creeping yeah. tar pit, strip mine, wasteland. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the, and and that is again like supporting like game stores. That's that's doing things that in general are going to be positive for the community around you. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think that's a pretty positive message. Yeah, just be good to each to each other online. Mm, yeah, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of anger, a lot of emotion, a lot of sadness, a lot of feelings of betrayal, and whatever else going on. Everyone's on edge. Like this year is shitty enough to begin with, and then there's this on top of it. And like, you know, like I, I made a joke on Monday. Uh, like, imagine the day four standard banning being the less controversial thing Watsy does on a day. You know, which mm-hmm. which was insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
But anyway, but like, yeah, just be good to each other out there. Tell people that you like and follow in the magic community that you like them, what they mean to you, how how they've positively impacted you. I'm sure anyone who's talked about this at all as a content creator out there has been getting flack from some side. They could use some positive vibes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, I mean, there's definitely content creators um, that I have seen that being true with. And I want to say that like, I, I have no doubt that at some level, like we are going to get some pushback for our opinions in this episode, just because mm-hmm. it has been such a controversial thing. But I like yep. this goes back to just classical internet forum etiquette. Like there is a human on the other side of the screen. Exactly. Um, like we can have constructive conversations about these things without uh, attacking or debasing each other because the mm-hmm. key point here is that we all care about this game the reason we are all upset about this is because this model is uh not good for yeah, the long-term exactly. health of the format so obviously we're all upset but uh let's have positive conversations as opposed to saying oh well you're yep. not doing enough or well well uh, yep. you just don't care about players or yep. whatever it might be out there and, yep. and also i want to point out um you know we we don't really know what other people are going through at this yeah. time like i mean people have have lost loved ones people may be out of work there's a lot of uncertainty and turmoil in the world that people may be directly experiencing and when people come to this topic and like they're really emotionally charged we don't know where that emotional charge is coming from and it's yeah. best just to react with empathy and um not getting to a shouting match yeah mm-hmm. or just just uh honestly there's the amount of times i've like typed out something on twitter read it and gone like <sighs> and then deleted it because it's like this is not productive like mm-hmm. taking that one moment of introspection to be like mm-hmm. does anything productive happen when i send this tweet or send this message or whatever uh it has done my life a lot of good and i do think that that's something that uh can benefit most people's internet experience mm-hmm. um just yeah just be be kind to each other because that's uh it's not really uh the gathering without without other players and uh we we really should be taking care of each other especially like right now so yep. on that note i guess uh charlotte where can people find you if they want to want to get in uh, contact yeah, or contact- see your content Yep, you can contact me on Twitter at JQL Girl. Um, you can also find me on the Rules Committee Discord as well as the Commander Theory Discord and several other Magic Discords. Uh, those are the best ways to get in touch with me there. And yeah, I also run a rules question and answer blog that is currently on hiatus at magicjudge.tumblr.com but there's like 10 plus years of backlog so yeah if you have questions about old older cards just like look look back into them yeah that i'm not to interrupt you too much but that your your blog is such a good resource and it's like it's legitimately really fun to look back and like see all these cool interactions and things so even though it's not like active right now i do encourage people to uh if they have a yeah. few minutes or want to learn more about yeah. the game to check it out. Yeah, it's good. And we really appreciate you coming on the show, uh, sharing your experience and, and expertise and your 
behind the scenes view of the, the rules committee. Um, it's it's always a pleasure to have you on, and we're we were happy to have this great discussion with you today. So yeah. thank you yeah. so much. It's always great to be on with you guys, and yeah, everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, stay calm. You know, things thing things will get better again. Just you know, we just gotta yeah. endure. Yeah, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Um. Well, cool. Well, uh, I guess Charlotte. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, bye. Hi, everyone. So, Zach, one more time. Uh, I looked into how to contact wizards internally, specifically brand or other internal departments, and they do not make it easy to find on their contact pages. I might add another addendum in another episode or on Twitter or something, uh, like people's specific emails, but uh, I did find a link to a comment section where you can submit comments to wizards that will be in the show notes. Uh, Maro also uh, basically always forwards messages to the right people. So I'll include links to him. But just if you're listening now and kind of uh, get a wild hair up your 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 butt, uh, you can reach him on Twitter as at Maro254. Uh, you can leave a message on Blogatog, which is markrosewater.tumblr.com. Or you can email him, uh, and I actually had to find his email because he always has links to it, but he never says it out loud because it's making.magic at hotmail.com. So um, truly the magic father we all we all know and love. I'm going to ask more and update uh, in a soon-to-be-recorded episode where to contact people, so stay tuned for that. I also want to say that there are more nuances to these conversations and points we didn't bring up uh, that we are more than willing to talk about. I'm talking civil discourse, baby. Hell yeah. So reach out to me or Nick uh, at our Twitters uh, that you'll listen to right as the plug plays after this uh, about anything in this episode or otherwise. We like chatting. We like chatting about magic. Please distract us from the reality we currently find ourselves in. And as long as you're civil and uh, and just actually want to talk about stuff, we'd love to because there is a lot of of a conversation to have we love hearing from you and we love hearing your opinions and it makes us better content creators uh lets us keep a weather eye on the format like we're some kind of sailors or something uh also join our patreon for just one dollar you can yell at us on patreon too and isn't that worth more than just a buck so give us a shout our patreon is full of great people we have uh like really cool deck building discussions and i really like everyone's opinions it's been a really really cool uh, space and a uh, interesting place to get feedback on decks and show off bling and what whatever we do on there everyone who is, who's a patron knows so uh, anyway thank you to our patrons they are bradley gustav ryan mark addison mason rick laser Raphael, kyle charlotte andrew tom the white clays aubrey hannah anthony andy dylan james justin logan roger david evan bryce dylan benjamin jason kyle jerry brandon amon kevin kydell and jeremy um, ooh, that's, that's a mouthful. We could not do this without you, and we will be back next week with more content. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. And uh, yeah, keep brewing and be good to each other. If any of you theorists want to get in touch with us, I am at Commander Theory on Twitter and Tumblr, and Zach is at Fat Bartleby on Twitter. Our theme song is Lincoln Continental by Entropy, and you can check them out on SoundCloud. Until next time, we're going back to the drawing board.